Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and this college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Saturday, December 17th, 2022. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations, goals, and community rules. As always, remember there are no locks and gambling. So what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. It get its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As I outlined in more detail on that webpage, I recommend playing the A grade plays at one unit for this Saturday. There's almost 40 of them. So a lot of picks. Hopefully you've already seen them. If you want access to those as soon as they're locked, hit up that Patreon. The link is in the crawler there. I also recommend plays that we give out here for half unit or an additional half unit, depending on if you already got anything on them. Along with that, give out plays on the website and Patreon for plays of the day, the Discord chat. Got a lot of plays. I recommend always playing as many plays as you're comfortable with, spreading the money around. It's going to prevent you from having a day where you go 0-4 and lose every single play, especially on a Saturday like this. That's just my recommendation. We're going to give out some plays here, but I want to make sure that you hear that the picks that we're talking about here, there's going to be a lot of them, are not the only plays and not even all the best plays. Some of those are just scattered throughout everywhere because there's so many good plays on a day with nearly 100 games like this. If you want to see how overall that recommendation is doing, the compilation of these recommended results can be found both on BetStamp and in the Google Sheet. All those links are in the show description. That Google Sheet also contains a full set of projections of picks on every single game. And again, for early access to these picks, hit up that Patreon. It's also where you can access the Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, especially on a Saturday with lots of games to talk about. That's a great place to ask questions. If I have the ability, a lot of times people ask me, hey, this was an A. At this number, do you think it's an A? And I'll run it through the bottle, and I'll let people know. So lots of good benefits there if you're joining. But as always, as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand the good or bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to see, will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. This is the part where I'd usually bring on a co-host flying solo today, which isn't the worst thing in the world, given that we've got a ton of games on this Saturday. I tend to go through games a little bit quicker, potentially, than my co-host. I kind of get right to the point on some of them. So I'm going to do a lot of games today, more games than we've ever done in a college basketball show. I've got 15 games slated for you, but hopefully still going to keep it about a half an hour. Uh, Again, I'm just going to go through them quicker because I'm not going to have quite as many points. I'm going to tell you all the high points and exactly why I like these games. But before we get to it, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found there above and beyond what we do here. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Again, you can get there by www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. But even if you aren't there, we're still thrilled to have you here. I'll get right to it here. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. The sign up link is in the show description. If you want to play the same numbers that I'm playing and current as the time of this recording on Friday afternoon, got a lot of amazing games. Going to start off right at the top, 11 a.m. Central. Indiana is getting five and a half points against Kansas, and I'm grabbing those five and a half points with the Hoosiers. I think it's way too many. Sideline says this should be Kansas minus three, which is. What I'm giving them for home court, I think these two teams are pretty equal. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. When you look through some of the other projection systems, um, Ken Palm's got this out about five, but a lot of the other projection systems agree with sideline and say that these two teams are about neck and neck. And there's not really a reason that Kansas should be laying this many points. Both teams are really good. It should be a fantastic contest. Obviously, it's really tough to get the win in Lawrence. I'm not necessarily sure that 
I, you can get the win. It's obviously possible, but getting five and a half, there's a lot of ways that Kansas wins this game by one, two, three, four, or five. So I think getting five and a half at the start of the day here in what should be a fantastic early game makes a ton of sense. Right now I'm seeing a total of 142. Sideline projects 141.7. So I think the total is really a stay away, but I love grabbing the five and a half points here with the Hoosiers to start off your day. The model's faded Kansas eight times and has gone five and three when fading them. But otherwise, I was pretty spot on with both teams, maybe underestimating Kansas a little bit, but if so, maybe it should be Kansas minus three and a half, maybe four, but getting to five and a half, I just don't see it. I like grabbing the Hoosiers and all those points. Should be a great contest. Should be a tight game and having those pockets, having those points in your back pocket. It's going to make a lot of sense. Noon Central, Alabama and Gonzaga. This one also a fantastic game early on. Usually a lot of the good games are later on in the day. We're going to get some good ones early here. This is a neutral site game. I'm going to lay the one point with Alabama. Sideline says it should be Alabama minus a point and a half. So it's a really small edge. I put the total on the screen there, total of 159, just to illustrate how crazy we think this game is going to get. That makes sense. Gonzaga with a fantastic offense Alabama also with a really good offense both defenses are solid but they play fast should be a high scoring affair I think the bottom line in this one is I'm just not sold on Gonzaga yet. I know they've played a really difficult schedule on Jake and I've talked a lot about this team they're clearly good I just don't know how good they are I feel pretty confident with Alabama we saw them with an incredible performance last week against Houston battling back the way they did after being down so much I just think that Alabama is the better team laying a point always fun because again, your uh, objectives as a better are aligned with the team's objectives. <laughs> That's what you're always looking for. Sometimes laying points is a little bit scary, right? Because they may not want to get that extra point and you're dying to get it right. So always a good thing to lay a point uh, in a situation where you think the better team, I just think Alabama is the better team. I just don't know what to make of Gonzaga. Gonzaga is two and nine against the spread this year. I just don't think the numbers caught up to them quite yet. I think this should be Alabama maybe more like, again, sideline says one and a half, really two, two and a half up to three, I think seems a little bit more reasonable. I think there's a better than 50-50 chance Alabama wins. And if that's the case, laying one does us no harm because if they win by one, it's a push. Everyone walks away. Otherwise, we get the wins. But back Alabama, laying the point there against Gonzaga in what should be a high-scoring early affair. Countering that, if you can get these two games out at the same time, Houston and Virginia are going to play an hour later, 1 p.m. Central tip, in a game with a total of 113. Sideline says the total should be 113 and a half, and it has, I have updated the code in order to kind of handle some of these outlier games a little bit better to kind of take into account the synergistic effect that we get when two teams that either play fast or don't play defense play, getting a little bit higher totals and two teams that do play defense and or play it slower, kind of that synergistic effect bring down, kind of like we saw with Army-Navy or some of the service academies in football, that synergistic effect that we see kind of makes more like an S distribution, right? Where it's like at the tails, the faster gets faster and the slower gets slower. So I've updated that. Silence says 113 and a half. So 113 is an insanely low number. I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't want to go over with these two teams. Going under a number like that, Obviously, overtime would almost assuredly kill it. And even then, a, a four-minute stretch where there's just more points than we expect, it's not going to take much to get over. So it's a total I'd stay away from. But I'm going to two with Houston. I've been really impressed with Virginia this season. But Sideline has actually projected them spot on on aggregate. Houston is actually underestimated. Sideline says it should be Houston minus 2.4. If it's underestimated a little bit here, maybe it's 2.6, 2.7. 
I think laying two makes a lot of sense here. It's very similar to what we talked about with Alabama. The only thing is there's that one situation where Houston wins by one, we're caught. But otherwise, I know it's on the road. I'm giving Virginia a full three points of home court advantage here. But I think Houston's the better team. In a weird world, Houston's actually got the better defense and Virginia actually the better offense, though that's not by much. Houston's offense is not far behind Virginia's with regards to efficiency. And Houston's defense is insanely good. Virginia's defense still good, just not quite as good as Houston's. Virginia's going to probably, you're probably going to question those if you look at points per game. It has to do with pace. Houston plays slow, but Virginia's still, as always, playing extremely slow. It's going to make their defense that is not as good as Houston's on a per-possession basis look a little bit better. And it's going to make their offense maybe not quite as good as Houston's. But again, from an efficiency standpoint, Virginia actually has a slight edge on offense, but the edge that Houston has on defense is much larger than the edge that Virginia has on offense. I think that's enough for Houston to get the job done. It's more like a two with Houston and again, a game that a total I'm completely staying away from. 2 p.m. Central, Ohio State and North Carolina. This game is a pick but Sideline loves grabbing Ohio State here in the pick I completely agree with that. We're going to take the Buckeyes in this one in a neutral site game. Sideline says it should be Ohio State minus 2.1. It's actually underestimated Ohio State and overestimated North Carolina. We faded North Carolina a decent amount this season. It's mostly worked. They haven't been a good against the spread team. Good team, just not quite as good as everybody thought they would be. This Ohio State team, I think it's kind of flying under the radar. I think they're as good as North Carolina, if not a little bit better. And that's from a you know overall standpoint. I can't believe I'm saying that, right? That, that, that I think they're a little bit better than North Carolina. I don't think that's what anybody necessarily would have thought coming into the season. But I've been impressed with this Ohio State team. The model likes Ohio State, thinks they're the better team, thinks they should be favored. So we're going to take the Buckeyes and the Pickham against the Tar Heels. 415 Central, UCLA and Kentucky, another neutral site game. UCLA is favored by a point and a half. I'm going to be on Kentucky, though. The model has underestimated UCLA this season. I think a lot of that was just in the last game that was played, though, and that was an incredible performance against Maryland. And I don't want to take anything away from UCLA with regards to that, but I do wonder if this number is getting a little bit carried away because of that performance. Maybe call this a little bit of a contrarian pick, but it's a little bit of a situation where UCLA is very good, but when that's the last thing that people have in their mouths, that that Maryland game, it maybe tends to get people a little bit moving too far that direction. And in that case, I'd just rather be on the other side. It's not going to always win those types of picks, but they're going to win more times than not. They're going to win you know, 53, 55, whatever percent of the time, some success rate that we'd all be perfectly happy with in the long run. So I think getting the point and a half with Kentucky or the equivalent money line makes some sense. It should be another tight contest. But again, I think this is more of a pick em, and the numbers eking out towards UCLA just based off that last game, which again, you can't ignore, but I don't want to overweight it either. So I'm going to be on Kentucky um, with regards to how the models perform these teams. There's nothing really exciting to say. Just should be a fun contest. Just give me the point and a half. It's not a lot. So it's not a play that I love, but it's a play that I think is worth investing in if that's a game that you're going to have your eyeballs on. 6 p.m. Central. I've got three six o'clock games to talk about here that the model absolutely loves. First one, Texas A&M getting eight and a half points at Memphis. Sideline says this should be Memphis minus five and a half. With regards to against the spread, A&M's actually gone six and three against the number despite that really cold start that they had. They're looking better. Memphis is the better team. 
and they're at home, but winning by this is it's basically saying win by double digits. AM is good enough to hang in there. Um, the only difference in these two teams is that Memphis has a little bit better of a defense, but otherwise they both have good offenses and they both get up and down the court. Again, I think Memphis wins, but I think this is just way too many points. And I like what I'm getting an underdog. I like getting a number like this because I know that if it just hang if AM just hangs in there and keeps us reasonably close towards the end of the game, that they probably aren't gonna foul late if they're down eight, right? If they're fouling down eight, it's probably because there's about a minute to go. That's obviously a little bit too much for us. But if we can keep this at a four-point game with a minute to go, the fouls probably aren't going to take us into nine and ten. So we've got a lot of ways where things can go right for us at the end, as long as it's a reasonably tight contest. You've also got the possibility the back door will be wide open. We've seen that several times lately, maybe with some slightly bigger numbers. But if Memphis is up 10 or 11, you know, inside a minute, they've got the game one. They don't really care. And they may be out there trying to score. So a couple different ways we can win this one in a game on average. I think Memphis wins by five or six. Getting eight and a half points is just too many to pass up there in that one. A similar situation. We're going to grab eight and a half points with Butler at 6 p.m. Central game against UConn. Look, I know that UConn is fantastic. They are an incredible team. They've risen to the top of most teams' power ratings. I'm not disputing that whatsoever. Again, a fantastic team. Winning by double digits in Butler against a pretty solid Butler team is not going to be easy. It absolutely can do it. There are no locks in gambling, right? If UConn wins this game by 15, we just kind of say, yeah, UConn is really, really good. It's just that road conference victories by that many points is just not extremely common. Sutherland says it should be UConn minus 6.7, so getting 8.5. Again, just too many points to pass up. I think the thing I want to iterate, I'm well aware that UConn is 11-0. I'm well aware that they're 10-0 against the number. But what you might not be aware of is that Butler is 8-3 against the number. It's not as if Butler hasn't been playing well and overperforming as as well. So it's a situation where, again, I love UConn. This team is fantastic. They are so much fun to watch. On the road, though, this Butler team, again, plays better at home than on the road as most college teams do. Just a tough ass to go on the road and win by this much. And it's, again, not like Butler has been underperforming. They've been a very impressive team for most of the season. A couple of times they haven't covered have been when they've been laying really big numbers. That's obviously not an issue here. They've just got to fight to stay in this game. I think they can do it. They're going to fight for all 40 minutes. They can lose this game by a lot of numbers, and we still win our play. They could obviously pull the upset. It's not something I think is overly likely, but there's just a lot of ways that UConn wins this by six, and it's very happy to get out with a victory. And so are we grabbing the eight and a half. And that'll take us to the last 6 p.m. Central game, Nebraska versus Kansas State. Kansas State's laying two and a half points. This game is going to be played in Kansas City. Uh, probably a little bit more of a home court type feel for Kansas State, given the proximity uh, of Kansas City to Manhattan as opposed to Lincoln. Model's not giving them any home court edge, though, because it is a, a a new-ish or a court that neither team plays on frequently. If any of these kids have ever played there, I'm not looking through the roster to see who has or who hasn't, right? But it's mostly a new court. But I expect a little bit more of a pro-Kansas State crowd in a game that, I mean, the more and more you look at this, the more and more you think Kansas State should just be bigger favorites than they are. As good as Nebraska has looked uh, of late, and as much as they've overperformed the model expectations, so has Kansas State to the tune of a 7-3 and three against the spread record. I wouldn't want to lay a bigger number, almost the flip of some of the situations we talked about earlier. 
If I'm playing five and a half or six and a half, it's one of those things where it's like, ooh, now Kansas State might win, but how are the fouls going to go late? Can they be outside that number? But at two and a half, now, you know, again, getting out there, we are having a little bit more chance of Kansas State winning than us losing, but it's not extremely likely that the game lands on one or two. Actually, Kansas State should be up somewhere between five and seven points late, and then it shouldn't be extremely difficult for them to hang on to the victory. I like this Kansas State team. They've been good to us. I think they should be bigger favorites than this. It's one of the bigger edges on the board, according to Sideline, who says this should be a five-and-a-half-point game. So I'm going to lay it here with the Wildcats, again, assuming that you're still getting a number that's relatively low like this and a good amount different from the model's projection of five-and-a-half. To the late one, what should be a fantastic contest and a fascinating watch here. The total in this one, Tennessee and Arizona, 930 Central, 149. You've got potentially the best offense in college basketball in Arizona against the best defense in college basketball in Tennessee. I say potentially. It's obviously there might be some arguments to be made between a couple different teams. But this should be a fantastic strength-on-strength matchup when Arizona has the ball. And, of course, it won't be too bad when Tennessee has the ball either. Arizona's defense isn't bad it's 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 not good but tennessee's offense is good tennessee should have some success but arizona offensively seems to have success against anybody i'm gonna grab the two with tennessee though my thinking on this one as good as arizona is they just have too many defensive lapses and i just think that tennessee's offense is more able to take advantage of Arizona's more just mediocre defense. Whereas that strength on strength, I don't know how it's going to play out there. You know, if anybody's going to stop Arizona, it's going to be Tennessee and maybe they can't, but if someone's going to slow them down, this is the team to do it because it's one of the best in the country, right? It's, it's, it's like them or Houston, right? There's just only so many options. They're going to be able to slow down Arizona, but when a team beats Arizona, I'm not sure it's going to be because a team slows them down. It might. It's going to be because a team can also score on them. And Tennessee can maybe occasionally get a few stops, right? But they should have more success on the offensive side of the ball because their offense, I think, is better than Arizona's defense. I'm going to grab the two with Tennessee here or, again, the equivalent money line. I think this should be a tight contest, but I think it's more of a pick than anything else. Sideline says... Arizona by a point, again, basically a pick them. So a little bit of value here grabbing the two or getting the equivalent on the money line. That total I put up there, I think it's interesting because depending on who controls this game, Tennessee wants to play this game in the 130s, maybe 140s, maybe, but probably more like 130s. Arizona wants to play this game in the 150s or 160s. And so it's going to be a fascinating contest to see kind of who controls the tempo and is it more of a high-scoring contest or a low-scoring contest. A lot of question marks in this game. It's not a lot of points, but I think putting the two points in your back pocket makes a little bit of sense there to close out your night. Which takes us to the totals of the day. I've got five totals that really caught my eye that I think are fantastic investments for you. Starting off, 1 p.m. Central, Florida A&M and Louisville. Obviously, Louisville, quite the story not having a win to start off the season and however many tennis games, not covering a single time and then looking fantastic last time out against Western Kentucky, they're laying a big number against Florida A&M in a game that they should absolutely get their second win. Florida A&M is not that good, but I'm all over this under 132. So I think it says it should be 124. I just can't understand why this number is so high other than if you're looking at what happened in the last game and Louisville got hot and shot the ball really well. 
they haven't done that all season long. And I'm not saying that they can't do it again. It's just that was such an outlier performance of how well they shot the ball. They should absolutely win this game probably by 10, 15, maybe 20, right? They should win the game. But I don't expect them to shoot the way they did in that last game. That was just a, a crazy good performance. Hats off to them. I'm sure it was a lot of fun. It's always fun when you get hot like that. But I don't see the same thing happening here. You've got a Florida A&M team who just doesn't have any offense, and it's going to have a hard time scoring. And if Louisville, who still has a below-average offense, doesn't score all the points because they're not hot, Florida A&M ain't going to score any points. Decent chance that this is, again, a nice little 15-point game towards the end, and it's just kind of rocked to sleep. I think 132 is way too much. It should definitely be in the mid-120s. Uh, so we're going to go under 132 there in Florida A&M and Louisville. At the same time, a similarly kind of boring game that you might not want to have any eyeballs on. Alabama State and Georgia Tech, the total is 137 in this one. And a similar setup here, Georgia Tech's a 17.5-point favorite. They should win by 15 to 20 points somewhere in that ball game. Rock this thing to sleep in the second half. Sideline says this total should be about 132, and I just can't see where you get to 100. And if you're betting over 137, you have to think it's got the chance to get to about 140. And I can't see how that happens when you look at how bad Alabama State's offense is. Georgia Tech's going to score some points, but I just don't see Alabama State scoring enough to get this over. So then project a score of 75 to 57, something in that ballpark. Again, that gets us into the low 130s, not the upper 130s. Um, so you've got two teams here that, especially with Alabama State, the models actually over-projected their totals. If that trend holds, this game's probably going to be more like in the 120s then into the 130. So I think under 137 there makes a lot of sense. I'm going to give you a little bit of whiplash here. We're going to go over 165 in Toledo and Marshall. This should be a fantastically fun contest. Sideline says this total should be 169, which is maybe the highest I've ever seen it go to. But you've got two teams at the very tippity top with regards to pace of play. And this is kind of what I mentioned earlier, that that fast play begets fast play. It's just going to be a back and forth track meet type game is what we expect here. Neither team wanting to slow it down whatsoever or even having the ability to slow it down. And to top it off, you've got Toledo who has a well below average defense, Marshall with just an average defense, and both teams having really good offenses. This should be a fun contest. I think Marshall can pull it out, but I just expect a lot of points. Sideline thinks that both teams should get into the 80s. Marshall having a good chance to get towards 90, something like, you know, 90 to 83 makes a lot of sense for this game. So we're going to go over 165 and a half in a game where I just think there's not really a lot of idea of what to do when these two teams play. So I think the books are just setting a really high number, daring you to take the over. And I'm going to say, I, I think it should be higher than this. In general, I'm not blindly taking this number over because it is really high. And there's a point where I would be off of it. But at 165 and a half, I think it makes sense to be over. I could be over 166, maybe even 167. At some point, once it gets even higher than that, it's just too high for me. But 165 and a half, I think the over is a good investment. 3 p.m. Central, Miami of Ohio is going to play Bellarmine. Bellarmine's a small favorite in this one. We're going to go over 140 and a half. Sideline says it should be about 146. Model has underestimated Miami of Ohio totals, but overestimated Bellarmine totals to about the same degree. So it, on average, it's predicting pretty well. Um, Bellarmine does not play fast. 
but they also don't have a very good defense. Miami of Ohio plays fast and has a terrible defense. So Bellarmine should score simply because Miami of Ohio, I'm not sure it could stop a good high school offense. Miami of Ohio is going to have some success because they have a decent offense and Bellarmine's defense also isn't good. So uh, Bellarmine, even if they want to slow this game down, Miami's going to be able to speed it up and uh, Bellarmine's going to not be able to help themselves from scoring <laughs> enough points in this one just because Miami will have defense defense is so bad it's the opposite of their football team who got us a victory in the under here on friday with the bowl game basketball team terrible defense plays fast to get the exact opposite of football so we're gonna go over 140 and a half and again the sideline predict should be 146 and a massive a grade play on that one as well so if we've already locked that in as i expect that number uh to move quite a bit because i think it opened up extremely mispriced one late total for you, 9 p.m. Central, Idaho State at Washington. The total is 134. On this one, we're going to go under that number. Shyline predicts 127 points. It's been pretty spot on with totals for both of these teams. You have a Washington team that should have some success when they have the ball. They have an above-average offense. Idaho State has a below-average defense. When Idaho State has the ball, they've got a below-average offense and gets an above-average defense in Washington. They aren't going to have a lot of success. It's going to be a little bit of a one-sided contest. Washington should win by 10, 15, maybe 20. There's a reason they're a 16-point favorite, but it's very similar to kind of what I talked about with the Georgia Tech uh, and the Louisville games. And some of these blowouts, I think the number's just gotten too high. Not in every blowout. There's a lot of blowouts that I wouldn't want to touch the under, and some I would actually go over, but I think these are three specific blowouts that I think could easily be pretty sleepy second halves. I think two of the three pretty easily go under, and anytime you can pull out three games and get two out of the three, it's something you can't pass up on. Which takes us to the overtime segment. I've got one last side for you here. It might be my favorite one, the biggest edge of the day of the numbers right now. Who knows how long this is going to hold, but hopefully you've already got this in again. You've got that $10 a month package of Patreon. You already saw this number and already said, oh my gosh, I've got to grab it. It's a team that's been good to us so far this season, and hopefully they can continue that again. Northwestern State getting seven and a half points at Rice when we've backed them as of late, they've done uh, this season. It's been fantastic to the tune of an eight and one against the spread record. The model has underestimated Rice as well. Rice has outperformed the model, but not nearly as much as Northwestern State has. Sideline says this should be Rice minus 3.7, that Rice is barely the better team. Uh, this Northwestern State team has had some terrible years in years past, but it's trending towards actually league average. They've been pretty impressive. I think they can go on the road and hang in there with Rice. Wouldn't surprise me if they got the outright victory. Uh, we've seen similar situations where we backed Northwestern State getting about this number of points, and they've been right in the ball game and either pulled out the win or been right there towards the end. I think the same thing happens here. Not that Rice is terrible. I think both these teams are about the same. And this is way too many points, even for a road game. I don't expect Rice to have a huge home edge here on a Saturday afternoon game. Not a lot of students there. Students are probably gone for finals. Not a big alumni base, so it should be a pretty sleepy crowd. The only road effect is going to be the travel, really. Not a very far travel from Northwestern State, probably about four hours or so. I think they can get the job done here by hanging in, might even win the game, but if nothing else can hang in there and lose by seven or less and get us the victory and get one of my favorite games of this Saturday. 
And that's all I've got for you today. 15 games, just a reminder, so many other games to be invested in between all the apex going to have the plays of the day, maybe already out by the time you're watching this, maybe not check out the website for that. Or if you're with us on Patreon, you'll get an email when those plays of the day are made, check us out on the discord as well. Anything I see there, my ad got a lot of great places for chatting, a lot of places to make money. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show all the sports betting content provided on this channel. Drop right into your feed. We'll have you covered with college basketball again six days a week of every single college bowl game. Until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.